Today what I want to talk about is do not be afraid a breakthrough is coming. Don't be afraid a breakthrough is coming. I believe that with all my heart. Whatever breakthrough it is that you need. I want us to look at Isaiah chapter 43 verse number 1. If you're using the electronic Bible it's the NIV. If you're not using an electronic Bible you'll just have to do the best you can if you don't have an NIV. Amen. I, you know, just a side note, while those of you who have a Bible, you're turning there. I, I, I preached out of the King James Bible for 15 years before I went to the NIV. And I was just so stubborn about it that I had, we had a pastor. And for a year, I said unto that pastor that preached out of the NIV. And I read out of the King James while he's preaching out of the NIV. And it just didn't work for me anymore. And uh, I find myself, because I spent so many years with King James, I, I find myself... Uh, saying these hybrid verses which are part King James and part NIV and, and that's okay but it's the word it is the word of God I, I use several translations in my study time and I try to get the best meaning and, and the best thing that I can do but I don't talk King James so uh, anyway I don't know why I felt like I needed to say that but there it is but now everybody say now, now. this is what the Lord says he who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Verse 1 says, this is what the Lord says. I think that's pretty important. When the Lord says something, why is it important for us to realize this? Because it means when God is talking, we need to pay a little bit more attention. When it's just me talking, it's something else. But when God is saying something, we need to pay attention. He's the one who created you. He's the one who formed you. If we can get that into our intellect and we can, and we can think, well, because He's the one who made me, He's the one who formed me, that gives Him the right to say something and it should elicit a response of attentiveness on my part. Psalm 139 and 13 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. How many know you were knit together? By the hands of God in your mother's womb. Do not fear. Don't be afraid. I have redeemed you. The word redeemed here in verse 1 means deliverance. Deliverance. I have redeemed you. I have delivered you. An example of when God delivered people uh, would be of the Israelites from bondage during their captivity in Egypt. He redeemed them. He delivered them from the oppression of the hand of the Egyptians, of the enemy. If anyone needed a breakthrough, it was the Israelites who were enslaved. It's essential for us to remember, don't be afraid because He has redeemed you regardless of what you are going through right now or what has presented itself in your life. Don't be afraid because He is your Redeemer. He has redeemed you. A breakthrough is coming. 
In Genesis 26, when Isaac was told by Abimelech, king of the Philistines, who moved away because he had become too powerful, he told him to move away because he'd become too powerful. Isaac then picked up his comfortable life that he had lived, and he journeyed away and reopened the well that his father Abraham had dug. He then encountered opposition and resistance, but God told him in Genesis 26, 24, to fear not or don't be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you. He was going into a world of uncertainty, a world that was something that was not what he was used to, something that was out of everyday life. Isaac trusted and he obeyed the Lord, and indeed he had a breakthrough of God's blessing. Maybe there's a new chapter in your life that God is opening, a journey into unfamiliar areas. Don't be afraid. When you trust and obey the Lord, He will bless you and a breakthrough is coming to your life. In 1 Kings chapter 17, Elijah was directed by God to go to a widow for food during a famine. But when he got there, the widow was just about to the end of her rope. Food was almost gone. She was gathering sticks to make a fire. And it would have been the final meal for her son. But when the man of God said in verse 13, Don't be afraid because if she did what God wanted her to do, God would not only take care of her uh, and her son, but he would take care of the prophet as well. And they would be abundantly blessed. And that's exactly what happened. God provided for them during this darkest time that she'd ever experienced in her life. I mean, how would it be that you know that your food is all gone, there's no prospect of anything else, you've just got enough food to just make the meal, and then that's it. You're just going to wither away and die. But the man of God showed up and said, Oh, wait, but if you'll trust God, if you'll obey what God says to do, then everything is going to be all right. And if you read further down in that chapter, you'll find that God blessed abundantly. Yes. I'm not going to tell you what it said. I'll leave it up to you to go see what it said. But it is powerful. Elisha had been... If you're going through the darkest time in your life, God will provide. A breakthrough is coming. Elisha had been warning the king of Israel of the plans of the king of Aram. When this enraged king found out that his private planning strategies were being told by Elisha, who happened to be a man of God, he found out where he was and he sent his army to surround the city where Elisha was staying. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15, when the servant of the man of God, Elisha's servant, got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, that, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. When it seems like you're surrounded by the enemy and there's no way out, you have to remember, don't be afraid. Because He has redeemed us. He's delivered us from all manner of troubles. 
uh, distresses and persecutions from the enemy. He delivers us from the threat of sickness and disease. Even as COVID-19 has, has worked its way around the globe. There, But let me tell you this. Those that are with us are more than those that are against us. Because when we are in the army of the Lord. Not only are God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Ghost. They're all on our side. But we've got believers that will stand in the gap with us. And there is power in numbers in the army of the Lord. Breakthrough is coming. Remember what the word says. I believe that we can be as Job was in the middle of the worst despair anyone could have ever gone through. When people complain about how rotten things are and how harsh things can be and how they're, they're just in a place where they really don't want to be, remember Job. Don't ever utter the words, oh man, it couldn't be any worse because it could be. You just read Job and you'll find out. I find it ironic in a, in a kind of a, maybe a satirical, humorous way. I heard one preacher say that, you know, Job lost his children. He lost all his, everything he had, but his wife didn't die. <laughs> and she was the one that says, oh, you just should curse God and die. I mean... Just think, if she hadn't been there putting all that, you know, Negative. there's always going to be somebody that's going to feed into your life that's going to say, oh, well, yeah, you, you just look at all this. They're just going to point fingers and they're going to say, oh, yeah, you deserve this. You made your bed. You lie in it. Or they're going to say, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. There's nothing that can be done about it. There's always going to be a, a, a negative naysayer that's going to be willing to be close by. And they're easy to come by. And sadly enough, if we're not careful as children of God, we can fall into that. We can fall into it when somebody says anything negative about any aspect of life. When's the last time somebody said something to you positive about our government? <laughs> now let me ask you this. When you, say, when you hear somebody say something negative about the government, you say, oh yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's not all. Let me tell you this. Before you go there, let me just tell you something. Is that really where we want to go? Rain in the tongue. Easy to do. Easy to say. Hard to do. It's difficult. It's easy to get on the bandwagon. What's harder is... When you know what the Word of God says, and you're puzzled by the situation, you don't really know. You know you've had the favor of God in your life at one time, and you've sensed His presence, and then maybe now you're not sure. I like what the Scripture says about Mary. When the Lord, when the angel told her she was with child, at different times, the Bible says this about her, and then when he was in the, uh, in, the, in the temple at 12 years old. It says, Mary kept these things within her heart and she pondered them. She, she kind of kept them right in here. God is doing a work 
whether we know whether we can physically see that he's doing it or not. He's doing the work. A breakthrough is coming. But in Job 19.25, Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my Redeemer lives. So we know that when the Lord speaks, we need to pay attention. He created us. He formed us. He tells us, do not be afraid because He's redeemed us also. He also lets us know in, in the last part of verse, 40, uh, verse 1 of chapter 43 that He has summoned us or called us by name and He declares that you are His. You belong to Him as a child of God. You belong to Him because of Jesus Christ. You belong to the Lord. You are His. You're nobody else is when you have committed your life and heart to Jesus Christ. Amen. He knows you by name. You're not just a number. Mm -hmm. Have you ever gone to one of those places and you got to take a number? <laughs> got to take a number. You can't get away from that. You go out to eat, they put a number on your tray. They give you a number. Now some places they'll ask you for your name. And when they first started doing that I thought that's kind of different and some people are like I don't want to give you my name I just want to be a number <laughs> you know it's like just you know it's not like we're having this close relationship here you don't need my name they're like going through the checkout what's your name you know they got a name badge on but we don't have one on unless you work in retail which I've made the mistake of leaving my name badge on and then you know somebody calls you by name and you're like how do you know my name? oh there it is <laughs> but it happens but you're not just a number you're a name you're an identity you are his child you must remember don't ever forget that you are you, who you are in Jesus Christ because you were bought and paid for with the price of his blood Immediately following the message today, we're going to be having and partaking of communion. And I hope that you'll be able to join us. And those of you who are joining by home, uh, maybe you can prepare for that as well. But verse 2. Now that was the first verse. So I'll have, that was about what, 15 minutes? So I got about... 15 minutes on the second verse, 15 minutes on the third verse. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, verse 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. How many know that you're going to encounter tough things or situations that are going to happen? Yeah. Notice the word in this verse. It says, when, not if. It says, when you pass through. Meaning, means that it's going to happen. There's going to be a time in your life. There's going to be a season in your life when something is going to happen. And when it happens, don't be afraid because you will pass through. You will pass through. I will be with you. A breakthrough is coming, church. You will pass through. When it seems like you're just stuck and there's no way you're going to get through this, he says, you will pass through. I will be with you. And then he says, he says this, even a more difficult situation that will test your faith. He says, when you pass through the rivers, when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. You may feel at times that 
you, you, you will lose your footing and the current might take you down. Now when you pass through the waters, it's just kind of like a little stream. But then there's rivers that come and it seems like they're just going to just take you and sweep you off your feet. And it's like, man, I've dealt with some hard things before. But man, this has got to be the hardest thing that I've ever faced and I've ever encountered in my whole life. And I just feel like I, I, I'm, a, I'm a good swimmer, but I just feel like I can't. I'm getting tired and I can't keep this up any longer. May I tell you that you you're going to pass through the rivers as well that the current will not sweep you away because he says do not be afraid do not be afraid because a breakthrough is coming and then he goes on he says when you walk through the fire you will not be burned or flames come on you uh, come upon you uh, that seems crazy I'm not going to walk through any fire um, I mean who in their right mind would walk through a fire we're talking in a spiritual sense notice that there's a progression first the waters that are difficult and then the rivers even tougher and we can remember the words of the Lord do not be afraid as the waters and the rivers challenge us but when we see fire it's a little bit of a different story in the natural the waters and the rivers can both be formidable but when it comes to fire we don't even entertain the notion of approaching the fire or the notion of even walking through it there will be times in our walk where the only way out is straight through and it may be full of fire that in many senses would just destroy everything that it touches. <clears throat> Hear me, church. You're going through something and you feel like, man, this is just eating my lunch and I feel like I'm just, I, I'm not going to survive. I've held on as long as I can and this fire, this, it's, just, it's just surrounding me and I, I can't get through it. It's just all around me. I can't go back. I can't go this way. I can't go that way. I'm just going to burn up and, and dry up because I, there's nothing else I can do. He says, when you walk through them, not when you stop, but when you walk through them, you will not be burned. The flames will not even come on you. Why? Verse 3 tells us because he says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. I am your Savior. When you realize that the only way out is the toughest thing you've ever had to do in your life, and you realize that, no, in any other situation, this thing would just consume me, but I refuse to be consumed because I have a Savior, and His name is Jesus, and I'm going to hold on to Him, and I know that He is with me. I know He is my Redeemer and my Redeemer lives and I know that a breakthrough is coming and I've just got to persevere and hold on to Jesus for everything that I'm worth. Remember and we know that He is our God, our Rock, our Savior, our Redeemer. Do not be afraid, church. A breakthrough is coming. Remember the three Hebrew young men that were thrown into the fire. They were thrown in simply because they refused to bow down to the image that the king had set up. Lord, we will not bow down to your image. And they made this statement. They said, 
We know that our God is well able to deliver us, but even if He doesn't, we are not going to bow down. And so they were thrown into that burning fire. There will be pressure for you to give in, to bow down to other things and get your eyes off of Jesus. But let me tell you, when you purpose in your heart and you say, I refuse to think about anything else. I refuse to go any other direction. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to hold firmly in the the nail-scarred hands of Jesus. And I know that He is my Redeemer. I know that He is well able to deliver me from this situation. But if he chooses not to, I still am not going to bow down to those other things and I'm going to hold on to him. And in that fire, the king looked in there and he said, now of course you have to think about this. It had to be lots of time that passed because that fire was so hot. They literally spent hours in that fire because there was no way they could get close enough to it. It killed the men that threw them in. And that fire takes a long time. If you go down from dying hot to where you can get close enough to look in, there's some time that passed. And the king looks in and he said, didn't we throw three men in there? And he said, yes. But he said, I see a fourth man in there and he looks like the Son of God. Can I tell you that the Son of God, Jesus Christ, is still walking through the fire with each one of us. He's still in the flames and He will remember you when you call on His name because you're not just a number. A breakthrough is coming, church. When we go through the waters, the rivers, and the fire, we will be that light that will draw the lost to the Savior that we know. They will see that they can live a life not not living in fear and heartache and despair without hope because they'll see our faith in Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Do not be afraid because I know my Redeemer lives His name is Jesus, and breakthrough is coming. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, Paul writes this. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith. Sincere faith is important. It means that I'm serious with God. I am on a level where... My relationship with God means more to me than anything else. My relationship with Jesus Christ. He says, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan and to flame the gift of God. Church, those of us who are serious with God, We need to remember this verse. And if you're not serious with God, if you've just been playing church, you need to get serious with God. To fan into flame the gift of God. God gives everyone, and I mean everyone, a gift and a calling that He wants you to do. His plans for your life extend before you were even born. He had your days mapped out to His plan for the rest of your life. That's coming to the realization of that plan. And you think, man, that's, that's just heavy. I don't know if I can live up to that. All you have to do is get serious with God. Be sincere with Him. And He'll reveal to you what you're supposed to know at the time you're supposed to know it. 
but fan into flame the gift of God. That means we're supposed to use the gifts that he has given, given us. And in that context, by saying, God, I'm serious with you. I want to be used by you in the gifts and callings that you have placed in my heart and in my life. And he goes on to verse 7 and he says this, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid. The King James says, gives us a spirit of fear. But gives us power, love, and self-discipline. I want to stop right there just a moment. The Spirit God gave us, when you are being sincere with God, you're fanning into flame the gift of God that He's purposed within your heart and within your life. Remember this, that the Spirit that God gives to you doesn't make you uh, just withdraw inside, but it makes you bold and it makes you have power, love, and self-discipline. Why is that important? He, said, he goes on to say in verse 8, So do not be ashamed about the testimony of our Lord or me, His prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel. By the power of God. What does that mean? It means that we do not serve God, our Redeemer, with the sole purpose of just having eternal life, although that is a great benefit. We escape the penalty of sins, uh, of sin because of Jesus Christ and because of His blood taking our sins away, washing them away, never to be remembered against us again. But He takes us to a different level. And he takes us to a level of saying that when we are serious with God, we fan into flame the gifts he has given. And the purpose is so that we have power and we have effectiveness and we have the umption to not be ashamed of what he has done in my life, what he has done in your life. So we can say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to share this with others uh, specifically. So they can know the same breakthrough that I have in Jesus Christ is the same breakthrough that they have and can have in Jesus Christ. Amen. He set us free from sin and bondage. And there are people that you know that are walking around in spiritual prison, in spiritual bondage, and in emotional distress. There are even some that identify as Christians and followers of Jesus Christ. And if that's you, I want to remind you that a breakthrough is coming. Don't be afraid. Sometimes you can be afraid to relinquish control. There are some people who are just naturally control freaks. In the natural. They don't feel like that they can ride in a car unless they're driving. They don't feel like they can do certain things unless they're the ones in control. And may I tell you that the best way is just to say, I, I don't want control anymore. I want him to be in control because he's my redeemer. The only way a breakthrough is coming is by us to say, Lord, here I am. Yes. What is going on in your life right now? Don't be afraid because a breakthrough is coming. I want to share 
Usually I do it the very first, but I'm going to share this at the end, the definition of breakthrough. It means this. It means warfare, an offensive military assault that penetrates and carries beyond a defensive line, an act or instance of moving through or beyond an obstacle. Not only is a breakthrough coming, but a breakthrough is here, and his name is Jesus. We must be on the offensive, and we must spiritually, militarily, in the army of God, bring the assault against the defensive line that the devil has set up. He set up a perimeter and says, oh no, you can't get past this point. You're confined to where you are. And when we realize who we are in Jesus Christ, and that a breakthrough is coming, that we have the armor of God and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the enemy's defenses are useless, and they will not stand. And we will have a breakthrough through his line of defense because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if you're stuck in a situation where there's an obstacle that's you're enduring right now or that's staring you right in the face, there is absolutely a prayer and a hope because Jesus is our Redeemer that the breakthrough is coming right now to your life. That you're moving beyond that obstacle through Jesus Christ because Jesus is the breakthrough. Folks, Jesus is the breakthrough in your, in your ability to share your faith with others and not let the spirit of fear win so that you will take your faith in Him and you fan into flame the gift of God in your life. God has given us power. He's given us love and He's given us self-discipline so we won't be ashamed Show the world who Jesus is. The breakthrough that you've had in your life is so powerful. Jesus is here and breakthrough is coming. You've had breakthroughs. Maybe you need another breakthrough. Can I tell you that Jesus is your breakthrough? There's an old song that says, Hold to God's unchanging hand hold to God's unchanging hand and that's what we have to do hold on to Jesus the author and finisher of our faith would you pray this morning with me father I thank you for your word I thank you God because you have commanded us not to be afraid you've commanded us Lord to trust in you and that you are our redeemer. You are our breakthrough. Lord, there, are, there may be those that are here today or tuning in that may not have a relationship with you, may not have a current relationship with you, but they have walked with you before. Maybe, Lord, we are allowing the enemy too much free reign in our lives, and we need to remember that we have to hold on to you. Lord, whatever the case, whatever the circumstance, we want to commit and recommit our hearts and lives to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're here this morning or if you're watching online and you need a breakthrough in your life, I want you just to stand right where you are.
Stand right where you are. And God is going to touch you right now. In the name of Jesus. Whatever it is. Maybe you're far from God and you need to rekindle your relationship with Him. Whatever it is, I know that God is going to touch you in a powerful way. I know that He is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. First and foremost, we must be a follower of Jesus Christ. We must make Him Lord of our lives because if He's not Lord of our lives, He, he can't be Lord over our lives if we don't allow Him to be Lord of our lives. We have to give Him control. And we say, Lord, I relinquish control over to You right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a breakthrough coming, church. There's a breakthrough that's coming in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we praise you. We reverence your Holy Spirit right now. Lord, we praise you. Lord, for those, Lord, that need forgiveness of sin, we just say, Lord, we trust you for the forgiveness of sin, for salvation. Lord, I, I'm sorry for what I've done wrong, and I accept you as Lord and Savior in my life. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that I believe in you. I thank you, Lord, and I trust you right now in the name of Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I worship you. I worship you. 